Shalom Aleichem Rabotai. It's a very exciting day. Not only is it Chaf Vav 26 of Elul, rapidly approaching Rosh Hashanah, but today we finish Meiser Sheni and begin Chala. So right now we're in the fifth parak of Meiser Sheni, Mishnah 2, that's 15. Yochanan Kohen Godel, Hevir Hodayut HaMeiser. It's a very interesting concept. Yo- Yochanan was a famous high priest. He was a Kohen Godel, one of the early Kohanim Gedolim in the second temple period. According to Pirkei Avos, he was Kohen Godel right after Shimon HaTzadik, who's also very famous. And he removed Vidui Meiser that we've just been talking about for the past few days. Now, the reason he removed Vidui Meiser is because the Pasuk says, Natati Lelevi, I gave it to the Levi. And when Am Yisrael came back from Bavel to rebuild the Second Temple, as we referenced last week, the Levim did not come in great number. They actually came, uh, only, only a very few Levim came back with Am Yisrael to rebuild the Temple. And so in that generation, the sages and the, really the, the prophets made a takana that the Maeserishon should not go to the Levim, it should go to the Kohanim instead, because Kohanim are also called Levim in the Torah. So because they could no longer give, or they were no longer noheg to give Maeser Rishon to the Levim, he decided we should not be saying Vidui Maeser because it says that we gave it to the Levi, and that would be a lie in this case because it was given to a Kohen instead. The Mishnah continues, Afhu vitil et the Me'orim. He also is Mevatel the Me'orim. According to Mefarshim, this is they would recite as part of the songs in the temple, they would read the Pasuk, Ura Lama Tishan. It's in the Tehillim 44. Awaken, why are you sleeping? And that seems to be referring to Hashem. Now, we know, Hine Eloyinim Veloyishan, Shomei Yisrael, as we say in Shir Lamalais. So we know that Hashem doesn't sleep. So what does it mean, Ura Lama Tishan? It sounds pretty strange to say, Hashem, wake up. It sounds bizarre. So he said, we should not be saying that, reciting that among the songs in the temple. Now, the Mepharshim say it refers to Engolus. It feels to us as if Hashem were asleep and not paying attention to us when we're in Golis. Of course, Hashem does not literally or figuratively or in any manner sleep at all. And he also removed the Nokfim. Nokfim is the strikers. What they used to do was make a little cut in an animal's head. So blood in the temple before it was offered as a sacrifice. So blood would get in its eye and it would be a little bit, you know, uh, off, off kilter and not able to resist them when they held it to do the shechita. So instead of doing this, which it looks a little like a mum, it doesn't look so great to do this. Yochanan Kohen Gadol said, we should build these rings, which we've learned about in Midos. If you've learned about the uh, layout of the temple, they had these rings that they would use to hold the animal's neck within the ring and do the shechita there so they wouldn't have to hold it down while they're doing the shechita. The Adyamov, the mission continues, and until his days, Hayapotish Makirushlaim. You'd hear hammers in your shlaim. So what's the problem? It was Holomoed. Now we're not supposed to do work on Holomoed unless it's Davra Aved or Elomalecho. So there's certain heterim for doing Malach on Holomoed. If it's something that will be forever lost or damaged permanently, or he doesn't have what to eat, then it would be permissible. But Yochanan Kohen Gadol decreed that even if it was one of these situations, they'd find another thing to do so they wouldn't have to work with blacksmiths, which are very noisy. On Cholomoed, he didn't want the noise during the festival. And in his day, no one had to ask about Demai. 
I learned a few Masechtot ago in Demai. It, it really, it's an abbreviation for Da Mai. This, what is it? Because it's referring to produce that we're not really sure if it was tithe or not. It's produce from an Ama Aretz, an uneducated Jew. And we're not sure he took all the tithes or not. So what Yohan and Golo did was he sent messengers around to do really the first real public opinion polling. And he found out, yes, they're very particular. They always take Trumagadola. But to take the Maiserich on Maiser Shani, maybe not. So the Takana of Demai was because you're not sure the Amaaretz took all of the other tithes, you know it took Trumagadola, so it ends up you separate the Maiserishon, but because maybe he did take it, the owner, the person who bought the produce from the Amaaretz is allowed to keep it. He only gives the Trumas Maiser, that's 1%, it's one-tenth of the tenth, and the Maiser Shani, of course, as we've learned, he's going to bring it to Yerushalayim. We should all be zoche to eat Maeser Sheni together in Yerushalayim. Now we are starting to bake our challah. So challah is not just for, for our wives and daughters. We are uh, learning about the mitzvah of Hafrosha's challah, separating challah, which we're going to find out is a form of truma. Uh, Lamaisa, you should ask your local Orthodox posek about the shear, about how much. But in general, if someone's baking a five-pound bag of flour, then for sure they're going to separate challah with a bracha. Uh, there's a smaller amount where we separate challah even without a bracha. So consult your, consult your local posik for that. So we are in Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph of Chala. Chamisha Devarim Chavim B'Chala. There are five species from which you have to take Chala when you make the dough, as we're going to explain in this Masechta. Hachitin, the wheat. Hasurin, the barley. Hakusmin, spelt, shibot, shual, oats, vishifon, and rye. Um. These items, these species are chayiv and chala. When you make a dough from them, it's starfin zeim zeim. So if you had half wheat, half barley in your dough, they do combine together to have, make a chayiv to separate chala. The surin bechadash. At another halacha, they're usur when they're chadash. We've heard of chadash and yashan. Obviously, chadash is the new crop. Yashan is old. We only eat yashan. That's a mitzvah deraisa. Um, basically, there were certain opinions that in Chutzla Aretz, there were certain heterim that they relied on that are not necessarily so gishmak to rely on according to uh, major poskim. So consult, again, your local Orthodox posik about Chadash and Yashan. But these five grains are Aser when they're Chadash, Melifneya Pesach, before Pesach. So we're going to see that after Pesach and Ketzir Omer, then that's the cutoff time where they become Yashan after after Ketzir Omer. Omelixor, Melifneya Omer, you can't harvest them before the Omer, because Omer is called Reshit Ketzircha. The Pesukim, when we read about Sefiras Omer, there's a Lashem Yichud sometimes, and we say that the Ketzircha Omer, which was when we're having the, when in Golis people are having the second Seder of, uh, of Pesach, then that's when they are in Yerushalayim cutting the barley for Ketzircha Omer. So after that time, Ketzircha harvesting of all of the grains is Mutter, and the grains, as the Mishnah is going to play, im im chifrishu kodem Omer, if they took root uh, before the Omer was brought, Omer matiran. So the bringing of the Omer makes them mutter, makes them yashan. Im lav, if they hadn't taken root, even if they'd put the seeds in the ground, or the seed hadn't sp- sprouted roots yet, asuri nachiyava Omer haba. So they're asur for a whole year, they're chadash for a whole year, until the next Omer is brought, and that's the cutoff point, the second day of Pesach, already is the cutoff point between Chadash and Yashan. So you'd have to wait a whole year if they had not taken root for the next Omer, next year, to be brought to make them Yashan. Shkoyach Rabosai, Mazel Tov.